Welcome to the Dear Mama podcast. I'm your host, Mama C, and this is all about the daily affairs of transitioning into motherhood. Good morning, mamas. Welcome to this morning's podcast, and thank you for joining me on the morning riff. I believe this is uh, riff 4.0 or 3.0. Doesn't really matter. The topic for today is birth, birthing. Um, And I'm not necessarily meaning the actual birthing process. Like I'm not actually the scientific birthing. I'm talking about birthing as a whole. When we look at the, the origin of the word birthing, it means to come into. And, um, or at least that's one of the definitions that I've found. And, uh, I love it. I love the idea of, of, of birthing, of giving birth, something anew, bringing into the world. And, um, when I think about birthing in this whole process, I did some, uh, I did a piece, uh, on the podcast this weekend and then I deleted it cause I felt like it wasn't complete. And I talked about how the one year of my daughter celebrating her one year of life in this world, um, was actually also this significant piece of the transformation for me and of this one year of being a mother in the world. Now I've always felt mothering. Like I've always felt like I've been a mother. People tell me like, wow, you're just a natural right from the get go of my daughter being born. I was natural at mothering her. And it's just a natural quality. I think that I've had thanks to being raised by mothers and, and being in the profession where I'm caring for others. And it's just, it was just a natural process for me. However, the implications and the transitions and the effects that it's had on my life in so many different ways uh, has been a new, like it's just been a new thing and um, has been given birth to this new person this new woman, this new being, this human being in the world that, you know, by chance is Loretta Cello, which is my name. Um, (laughs) But it's something more than that. It's something greater than that. It's opened up a space in me that I can't, I haven't yet, I can't, not that I can't put my finger on it. I haven't yet fully put my finger on it other than I'm expanded human being that sees the world in a different type of way um, that has let go of this need to be everything for everyone. And as a result, it's interesting the last little while, like I feel kind of narcissistic. I know I'm not narcissistic because I'm actually questioning my narcissism. Um, because if you're questioning your narcissism, you probably aren't narcissistic. You're just being more in a self-preservation mode, which is what happens with new moms because they are in a state of transition and depletion because they've been giving 24 seven for another human being over the course of six months, eight months, a year and so forth. And, um, and so you become more cautious of how you use your energy and what you use it for. And, uh, I have for the first time in my life been forgetting people's birthdays, forgetting to, um, bring certain things to certain occasions. Um, so for example, like I forgot my father's birthday. I'm not kidding you. I forgot my father's birthday this year. Um, and, uh, I forgot, uh, you know, a quintessential thing, which is like baby diapers. Like I fully knew that I was going to this event and I needed baby diapers and I brought everything else for me and brought nothing. I didn't bring my baby snacks. I didn't bring her diapers. And I was like, what is going on with me? And then I feel guilt and shame about not being a good mom. Really weird. I know it because there's simple things that you can just go and purchase. And yet it's, 
it's such an overall theme for me right now where I feel like when I drop a ball, I'm not good enough. And when I look deeper, which is fascinating because in the past I would just have gone with that feeling of not being good enough, of not... But now with this new birth of me and this expansion on a very spiritual level and uh, God, I feel like I should dive into that a little bit more and maybe I will in just a minute. Um, I'm stopping myself. I'm realizing, wait, hold on a second. Is this really about me being a bad mom or me, my energy just being off? because it's low, because I haven't slept, because my daughter woke up seven times last night because she's teething and needed milk and needed comfort and, and just needed me. And, um, and then so the next level of you know, sleep deprivation and what that does to our, our physical, mental, emotional beings. And, and then you look at just like not having kind of that little bit of uh, me space and then you wonder like, hey, well, what does that do? And so you know, uh, you're in the self-preservation mode because you're not in a balance, um, as much balance as you possibly can. Cause I don't believe anything's ever really in balance. Um, that's what happens when we, you know, when we grow families, everything is kind of in conjunction with it's intertwined. Um, and some days are full on and some days are more relaxed. And so when I look at this whole idea of birthing in this new, in this process of birthing myself, I've become, I've chosen, I think I've partly chosen to become more aware of how I'm treating myself. Because the fact is, is that I'm role modeling everything that I do, my daughter does. And it's fascinating. So uh, she, she kept having this little funny face and she's got you know, six teeth, two on the top and four on the bottom. And she does this thing where she has this big smile, her teeth are showing and she shakes her head back and forth and she just, she throws her head back and it's ridiculously cute and really funny and uh, entertains everybody. And I was like, where did she get that from? And then I realized like simple thing in the bathtub when you have a bath and she would do something funny, I would do the same thing. I would show my teeth and I was like, oh, stop it. And I would throw my head back. And so she's repeating. And there's a number of other things that she does that she watches everything. So if she's such a sponge, which we know this about kids and they watch and observe and pick up their surroundings, then isn't it my responsibility to model the best type of behavior and that includes self-care and that includes slowing down and that includes showing her to breathe and that includes sometimes I'll go, okay, India, it's yoga time and I'll roll out the mat and I'll, I'll turn on the little electric candles, <coughs> excuse me, and so that she can play with them. But I'm role modeling and in this birthing process, I've become even more aware, heightened awareness about how I am and how I'm treating myself and how I'm caring for myself in these transitions and asking for help when I need it. And so part of this spiritual rebirth for me, um, so a little background, super A personality, um, often being told like, do you sleep considering how much you take on? Um, and I'm just constantly doing and being and creating and it's just natural part of my being until it's not, until it's like, until it was too much. At one point I was doing a master's degree, training for a marathon in Lebanon, running a nonprofit, making a documentary, um, finishing my master's degree, working full time. Did I say that already? I don't know. Working full time. Like I was just like, it was nuts. I was working round the clock seven days a week. I was on, plus I had a dog that needed to be walked three times a day. 
so I was just on constantly and, um, for, for many, many, many months and, um, until I kind of burnt out. Like I just like, so I'm constantly doing this thing, natural part of who I am. It's also an avoidance technique I noticed in the past of just sitting and being and, um, in this, you know, when I became pregnant, I couldn't be that person anymore. And so that layer of myself had to go and in came a new layer of self. And that layer of self had to stop and be present and nourish my body knowing that I was growing another human being and how I was needed, it reflected how my my daughter would grow and evolve. So being present to my nutrition, my exercise, which I've, you know, always been fairly good, but even more present, more present to my meditations, more present in the yucky feelings that showed up when I was around certain people and having to go, okay, that's not working for me anymore. Um, the amount that I was working, everything just transitioned. And then, you know, uh, a friendship that turned into a romantic relationship that turned into, you know, uh, the pregnancy, my pregnancy unexpected to then the, a relationship to it ending very quickly, abruptly, harshly, and traumatically. And then everything that happened in between after that, um, until my daughter was born and then having to move three weeks after like every, these situations, every single situation that I experienced was a new layer of this bandaid being ripped off. And this, this new awareness and understanding of the things that I was putting up with and doing in my life that wasn't serving me. And so I know now in the transitions that I experience in life that I don't have to go through those things again because I've become aware of what it was that was, you know, that I was making those choices, why I was making those choices. I hope this makes sense. But this is my firm belief is that every time that we experience some trauma, uh, heightened anxieties, uh, abrupt changes and transitions in our lives, they are there to help us to evolve and to grow, to help us to have a deeper understanding about ourselves and in essence, spiritually evolving us as humans so that we can manage, cope and create a new and better future. And in order to do that, we have to be present to ourselves, our needs and nourish and realize and reflect and connect to the most powerful pieces of our being. And I love, um, I'm listening to Marianne Williamson's return to love. And one of the things that she, um, that she was talking about is that this woman was talking about these, this traumatic experience in life. She says at no point in time, does it ever say that we can bypass the pain because the pain and the understanding in the pain, once it's healed and once we've, we've acknowledged it, that piece of us that is mourning and growing and, and shifting, then we can come to the other side with a greater enhanced knowing and understanding about ourselves and who we are. And then we can step even further into love, light, joy, grace, etc. Um, and I'm still in a place of, uh, of not feeling great. I'm not feeling connected to the word love right now. I understand the concept of love, but, uh, the definitions of what has been presented to me lately is, is not in alignment with my belief system around love. And to me, a love is, this is part of my, uh, rebirthing process is understanding what love is. And to me, love is, is really about an unconditional respect for ourselves and for other people. And when love stops being respectful to ourselves and other people, it's not love anymore. It's, it's, it's a self-involved process. 
And so, and understanding that some people have the tools to deal with that and to, 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 and some people don't. Some people know what love is and some people, everybody has a different definition of love, but there's my definition of love and it hasn't been in alignment. And so part of my rebirthing process is how do I show my, my daughter, you know, exemplify, is that even, is that even a proper word right now? I don't know. It's been a long night. Um, (laughs) how, how do I show my daughter, give her an example of what real love is and a respect for herself and a respect for everyone around us. And that includes uncomfortable conversations. And that includes asking and interacting with people when we are affecting their lives in a specific way. Right? I know my daughter's one and she doesn't fully understand things. She understands a lot. Trust me, she does. Because I ask her questions and I'm like, mm, how does she know the, the answer to that? Um, but I will ask her those questions. So I lost my train of thought there for a minute. Minute. Um, I will ask her those questions because I want to get her in the habit of me going, hey, India, how does that feel? Does that feel okay when I put on her shoes? And I'm going to put this shirt on. Do you like this shirt? And she doesn't really respond to me, but I want to get her used to me asking her for her input because I want her to feel like her voice, her needs are always met. Now, I understand that there are boundaries with that. And, you know, if I get too far into it, then all of a sudden uh, I'm going to get a kid that's saying, no, I don't want to wear that. I don't want to wear that, you know. And then I'm going to end up, you know, 20 minutes late for work every day because my daughter's not going to want to get dressed um, because she doesn't want to wear anything that's in her closet. Uh, there's a fine line with that. But in, in, in this practice of, uh, of doing that, you know, I'm just becoming more and more aware of, you know, what is my interaction, my role modeling and part of this rebirth and this understanding, because this is where I faltered in my life. Um, or where I, I never requested people saying, if you're going to make a decision that impacts me, I'd like you to include me in that. Right. And so people, if you don't stipulate some of those things, people will automatically make judgments and assertments and actions without considering how it will really impact you because they've not asked you. There's just assumptions being made. So anyways, I'm diving too deep into this space, but the whole point that I wanted to talk about this morning was about this rebirthing and all these questions that show up or don't show up for you, um, in this space. And if you really, you know, you know, and all the psychologies and all the coaching and all the background of transitions, if you want to transition and transition wealth into something, especially things that you don't feel comfortable with or things that you um, are painful transitions for you. If you dive into how it's rebirthing you, what is it giving you? Um, what is it showing you? If we feel pain, it's something that we need to heal. Once we've healed it, it's no longer painful. So the more that we dive into this space and create the healing, the more possibilities that emerge for us. And in essence, the more abundance it brings physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, financially, etc., into our lives. Because the more that we open up space for possibility, the more possibility shows up. The more that we close the door on possibility, well, we know what happens. It doesn't show up. Or it shows up and we can't, we can't accept it because your ego is like, no, 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 I'm not ready for that. Because you have to be ready for something for it to be present, stable, and sustainable. So, um, 
yeah, I just wanted to talk about that this morning. I want to talk about rebirth and what process of rebirth are you in? And where is it showing up in your life? Where is it consistently showing up in your life? And where can it stop consistently showing up in your life? And what I mean by that is something continuously shows up in your life over and over and over again, a pain, a transition, a painful transition. It's because it's not healed. If it was healed, it wouldn't show up anymore. So, um, yeah, I, I just like, I, as I'm talking this out, as I'm, you know, riffing, riffing this information out of me, I'm becoming more aware, you know, of how powerful this is and what more work we can do. Um, and I'd love if any of you send me a voice memo. Um, if you relate, if you understand, if you have questions around this, um, I think that, you know, there's just so many possibilities that can be, you know, can be created when we look at our birth, our rebirthing and what we're bringing anew into the world in a powerful way, because reality is mama, like we need you. We need you in this world. We need you healthy, whole, complete, and in your best self. And there are going to be days when you don't feel like that in your rebirthing process, in your growing, in your developing, into your transitions. But I guarantee that if you just reach out and get some support rather than doing this alone, you'll be amazed at what shows up and what the possibilities are um, and, uh, and what that means for, for you, for your children, for, your, for you know you as an individual and your children in communion with your children the example that you're going to set for them um, and what amazingly cool human beings that they will continue to evolve and be the more that you evolve and be so I leave you with that um, and uh, have a wonderful day <laughs>